Two friends get together so that they can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that they can try things. Nick and Marcus do the podcast so that they can try this. Hello! Oh my god! And welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together each week to talk about media they're just their favorite things i'm distracted for those of you listening at home i'll tell you why i'm distracted it's because nick is the fanciest boy i've ever seen in my life oh my god what is that outfit it's Lord good Benegas, a gentleman always comes prepared for such eccentric moments at their most highest of attire <laughs> oh god that's so good just so everyone knows, I'm also drinking tea. It's just uh, from a big-ass cup. The Regency has taught me to better eloquent myself for those manners of... Ah, yes, you 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 understand. That's nice. Pinky up. Yeah, yeah, pinky, pinky, up pinky up, pinky up, please. Hello, my fellow gentlemen and ladies and lords out there. This is Now Try This, where you're... Gentlemen, Nick, that is me, you may call me Lord Nieves, and my fellow companion here, Marcus, that is Lord Bordegas, delve into a world that we challenge each other to experience that the other one is passionate about. Now this week, I have challenged my dear Lord Bordegas over here to experience the wonderful Shonda Rhyme show Bridgerton. But before we get to that, please, you can come and check Awesome. <laughs> I'm running I'm running a fucking timer cuz I want to see how long you keep this bit up. Honestly, how long are we if 3 minutes in? <laughs> My dear man, I was just ex- trying to uh, elaborate to our fine oh, no. fans out there how best to communicate with us past the point of this podcast. Now, there are dozens of different ways to do that. One is on Twitter and Instagram at now try this cast, but the one we are most excited about is patreon.com/nowtrythis. The reason being, we have formed a collective community for you all to experience us at our finest. And are fanciest wow that was yes beautiful. uh the, the wonderful thing about said patreon is you are able to influence our challenges now if you think oh these gentle these fine gentlemen i would love for them to experience something that i love well you can do that you become a patron and you can vote on what we do every first thursday of the month yes you can and last episode we did cabaret you can go into the archives yes, and right, check that one gentleman. out it is available for streaming on itunes spotify wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on uh youtube too we upload the stream over there after a couple weeks but if all of that you find is just far beyond your reach at the present moment the one thing that we do ask that you do is leave us a five-star review on itunes now we have some lovely people that have done so already for example love audible this one's very nice lord bodegas are you ready (laughs) love audible said two friends trying things having fun welcome back with 15 exclamation points i started with yuri on ice episode quite a while ago i was hooked these guys are unpolished i bear to differ goodness you'll hear (laughs) You'll hear interesting takes on pop culture properties you love slash hate and might find a new obsession based on their recommendation. Enjoy. Love Audible, thank you so much for that review, and we are happy to be back. Uh, uh, Nick, can you see me on the stream? You have, oh, I don't know. You have frozen. No, you are blacked out. Cool. That's awesome. Well, keep going. Well, 
No, we can hold, 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 but a moment. We will <laughs> figure out this minor transgression by technology that is trying to uphold, up, up, upend our feet. Hey, we're back. Look at that. We fixed it. It only took like 20 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good regards and salutations to all who have endured this painstaking moment of our entertaining stream. <laughs> I'm just going to sit and smile per as pretty as possible for everyone. I want to be the belle of the ball. Now, let me try to go right back into what we were saying. So my edit later is nice and clean. Are you ready, <laughs> sir? <laughs> yes, you were reading uh, those uh, reviews, right? Don't we have another one? Oh, yes, we have another review as well. This one is five stars from Medi's Comet. It is titled Super Funny. I dated Nick once and he dumped me a month ago. But this podcast was so entertaining that I kept listening. Five stars. Thank you, Maddie's <laughs> comment, for the warm words. Oh, man, that was good. That was worth it. But we persevere on. Marcus, Hold on. what are we doing this, today? Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. This, this, this episode is about love. <clears throat> it's about passion. And it is very funny that someone you dated left the review. Now, Marcus. Okay, Nick. Lord okay. Bertegas, you have a question to ask me? No, I was I was to say, let's get started. I'm ready to go. I'm ready oh, well, to do, talk about this How do we episode. get started? You asked me a question. Nick. Sir Nicholas Ooh. of Manhattan, of New York City. Uh, why the island? bequeath this show upon your good friend, Lord Bertegas? Lord Bertegas, I often... Uh, Trounce through my day-to-day -day affairs, wondering what kind of experience I can give to my fellow companion, Lord Bodegas. As such, a fortnight ago, I was experiencing a new show from one of my favorite creators, Shonda Rhimes. Now, this show's trailer prompted me to have certain feelings of austerity towards Jane Austen and Grey's Anatomy, and I described it as a Taylor Swift music video come to life, and indeed, I was not disappointed. I devoured this experience of all eight of these episodes post-haste, all within two days. I don't know the fancy way to say two days. Two days. Two weeks two is a fort, a fort, a fort, a fort, oh, a fort <laughs> hour, a fort hour, all in a fort hour. <laughs> That's the, yeah, that's and the I, on that. And while I do not believe they stick the landing, they end on a note that I am very excited to see where they go. Mm. Now, the reason I give it to you, my good sir, is so that you may experience something that we have never talked about. Period dramas. It is not something in our friendship we've ever discussed, but, Mr. Bodegas, speaking of... Romantic entanglements, it is because of an ex that I watch these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You could probably guess which one, but I was forced to watch lots of British things. And there was a show on Netflix called Wives and Daughters or something like that, that uh -huh. I basically needed to keep our relationship going because she was mad <laughs> I was not watching any of her things. Why? What is Wives and Daughters about? Is it a drama or it's is it like, like a reality it's, show? No, it's basically this without the fun. Oh, that sounds <laughs> uh, great. Less fun and less sex. It was this. Okay. You know those dry moments of the show where you're like, I could take or leave this. Yeah. I would like to get to the hijinks. It's yeah, yeah. that. Just that. 
But there are, you know, there are emotions that run high and certain elements of the upper echelon of society that are interesting that I do enjoy. I do love Pride and Prejudice, uh, the Kira Knightley version. That soundtrack is one that I often listen to. Uh, I watched the newest uh, Jane Austen movie, Emma, with Anya Taylor-Joy. Speaking of, you can go check out our Queen's Gambit episode where we really dive into how much we enjoy her acting. Yes. Always be plugging. Marcus, I think that's all. That's all I got. The the, <laughs> the, the bit the bit will come uh, eight thirty. That's that's how long it lasts. Well, I mean, you were recharged. <laughs> It'll by come my back. Technical difficulties. You got a little It'll come bit back. more out of it. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. Maybe yeah, during so game time. It'll come back. Yeah. Um, Nick, I have my ticket by the way. <laughs> when you give oh, me yes, show, uh, Lord Bardegas, please explain where you were at and what your experience was and what you thought of this challenge, Bridgerton. I kind of heard about the show, but I didn't know anything about it. I know uh, 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 my girlfriend, Darren, is very into romance uh, novels and, and rom-coms and all that stuff. And so she Shout was out one excited. Time. To, she's excited to check out this show. And but but for some reason, we were, weren't just getting to it quite yet. Probably because I texted her two weeks ago and told her not to. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I dodged a bullet. Maybe I don't actually have to watch this show. And then you come along and you ruin my whole fucking week by giving me this trash show. But I, I was excited. I'm open. I feel like at the beginning of this podcast, I was definitely on the in the camp of I do not like rom-coms. That was like just... It wasn't a part of my personality per se, but it was definitely something that you're, I would you're say if you asked me. You're describing the great character growth of you on this podcast. I am. <laughs> like while there's a, I think my character growth is experiencing cultural landmarks that for whatever reason I just missed because I didn't have enough friends or a family that loved me enough to show me these things. Sure. For whatever reason, whatever. <laughs> uh, but your journey on this show, if you go all the way back, to the notebook and Gilmore Girls and all the brown and Broadway Bride. I am teaching you how to love Mark. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of just my overall character arc as a person. I feel like slowly I'm true. learning to love and be. And loved. I'm just a little, little tiny part. You're, you are a part of that. But I am getting to experience rom-coms and also like from a place where I'm not miserable as a person, which is very good. It's hard to enjoy yeah. rom-coms. When you are just not in a good place, I feel like it True. just doesn't work. True. Um, I, don't, I don't watch romance films to get out of a funk. I watch them to continue a good mood to like, yeah, stay on that high. That's a good point. I like that. But yeah, so so I, I've been open. My mind is open about time. I love every time I see oh, the, the, the little like um, thumbnail on Netflix. I'm like, I love that movie. And I pointed out to whoever's listening. It's a great um, film. It's a great guys. Great if you movie. want to listen to Marcus's reaction, please go check out that episode. <laughs> um, so, so I, I have an open mind, and now going into Bridgerton, I was like, okay, I don't really watch Regency ro romance things, but I am excited to to dive into it. Now, before we start talking about the show, I feel like you hit something that I wanted to ask you about, and I feel like now that we're talking about your relationship with love and your your ability to do so to romance and to love. I think something that would be really useful to the audience is to know what kind of person you go after. Which brings us to today's game, which is called Tinderton. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hit the game theme now. Roll the clip. <laughs> there you go. Now try this trivia. 
Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. Is that is that your reaction to it? That was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. I yes, I love that little intro so much. It makes me so happy. It's very short, which is it's the perfect amount for an intro. Also, shout out to our friend Andrew who worked on the intro song. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> you didn't hear it? I'm really uh, excited to listen on. to it later. Okay, later when you're you'll have it. Uh, uh, shout it's out very one time. good. Shout uh, out that's to so good. Wow. Uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, Marcus, this game is called Tinder Tin. Hashtag thank you next. Okay. We are going to go through 10 eligible bachelors and bachelorettes and see what you're into. So the point of this game is you will guess whose dating profile. What? How do. Okay. How do I get points? This game isn't about points, Marcus. There is a game aspect. You will have to guess whose profile they are, they are from the show. However, okay. the more crucial thing is to pick one of these 10 people to go on a date with. Okay. And Marcus, I'm, I feel like I've done you I've done you a great disservice, okay? I don't have to I actually have set go on you a date with here. one of these people, right? No, you do. And I've and I've <laughs> set you up here in a situation where you have to go on a date with one of these people that's all fancy. I'm over here being too fancy. You're over there looking like a bum. Marcus, go ahead and throw that jacket that's under the bed so you can look nice and dapper for these dates. What jacket? The jacket that's under your bed right now. <laughs> open during podcast. There's a note that says open during podcast <laughs> under my bed. Oh my God. What is this? It's a fancy boy jacket. Hold on. Let me hold it to the camera. For those of you listening at home, Nick has somehow hidden of the fanciest of jackets underneath my bed. I don't know how you did that, but that's weird. I mean, I I, was, I can guess you told Darren to help you, but that is You'll crazy. never know how. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. All right, Lord Bedigas, how do you feel now oh, that you've God. ascended to oh. the level of lordship that you deserve? I feel fancy. <laughs> well, I hope oh, you're ready God. to be fancy on these dates. Okay, I'm ready. Tinderton, thank you, next. Let's look at these prompts for uh, number one over here. Okay. Their most recent active. Now I use prompts from Tinder, Bumble, and Hitch for these. Okay, sure. Totally. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I need you to guess who these people are. But more importantly, I want to know how you feel, what your go-to instinct is for the people. If you're swiping right, if you're swiping left, how you sure. feel. I want to get in your head before we get into the show, Marcus. Okay. Uh, most so recent what? act of kindness. Oh, okay. I recently saved a pig from being slaughtered. I so feel for those less fortunate than I. It's sweet, but I, I, I see, I, I want to swipe right because I want to know more about the pig and how what happened. And also, like, how do you permanently save a pig from being slaughtered? Because I feel like you can temporarily save a pig from being slaughtered. But unless you're willing to put in the time and the investment, that seems like a, 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 a dumb thing to have done. But I do want to know the story of the pig and the pig's name. So, well, two things. Uh, you're spiraling. Uh, but more importantly, <laughs> now I know that when you're on a dating app, you are swiping for those pets. Ladies out there who got a swipe in the past from Marcus back here and they never got a response, know that it was because of your pet and he was not interested in you. <laughs> That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, who do you think this, uh, this kind, kind person is? Is it a person from the show? Yes. Oh. Recently saved the pig from being slaughtered. Was it Eloise Bridgerton? No, you get two points for doing it on the first guess, but you do get a second point, a second guess. That a is second not guess? Who this is. 
Penelope Featherington. Ooh, unfortunately, neither of those are correct. But she does get a swipe right. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, lucky for you, we got good old Daphne Bridgerton oh, here. Oh, it's Daphne! Now, this, some of these are directly from the show, and but I may or may not have had to take in a couple liberties on what <laughs> these people might have to say on a modern-day dating app. I did the best I can. Good luck okay. in the game. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Next! I am overly competitive. Oh, the very traditional overly competitive on a dating profile. Okay. I think I have overly competitive on my dating profile. Ugh. Thank God they didn't say everything, though, right? Yeah. I'm overly competitive with no one. I am the standard at which this Regency should aspire to be like. Also croquet. Are these all women from the show? I don't know how to respond to that question. I don't okay. see... The, you don't I see don't gender? Know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how these people identify. You'll have to figure it out. I don't see gender. I don't see anything. Okay, that's fair, I guess. Is this Queen Charlotte? It is not Queen Charlotte. Why does this post make you feel? Are you swipe? How are you swiping at this person? Oh, I am. I'm swiping left because this person seems very boring, and I, I, I hate the overly competitive line. It's like, <laughs> just kind of cringy. Yeah, I agree, but I do use it as a nice, a nice, not intense way to explain that I'm a nerd because I'll put a couple nerdy things in there. Mm, you know? Oh yeah, because I'm I'm overly competitive with board games and. I get that. Or you can or you name a specific one. Like uh, there was, I just saw a girl. I remember seeing a girl who was like, "I'm overly competitive about Settlers of Catan." Great. I know that oh. you're a nerd. I know you like playing board games. That's smart. Indie, you know, there's a way. To I'm do just it. not competitive at all. So I feel like it's just a lie and a way for I know, me it's to very, work in. It's very <laughs> frustrating. I'm nerdy. I am going to try. Should aspire. So someone who thinks they're fancier than they are maybe so it's gonna be oh the the head feather the head um featherington lady lady featherton yeah <laughs> lady featherton no it is oh, okay. lady danbury oh i like her Ugh. yeah she's great okay 1813 had me realize <laughs> I am indeed as amazing as I've always assumed to be. Also, that people in London are easy to manipulate. Oh my god. Right out there with the with the BDE. <laughs> Who is manipulative? I I only watched one episode. I don't think I saw anybody that was manipulative other than Nigel, who was a dick, and I don't think he was manipulative. He was just creepy. Let's see who's who's playing the Game of Thrones in this show. Oh, uh, Whistledown. It is not Lady Whistledown. Ah, uh, okay. Well, what? How do you feel now? How do you feel about this brazenness? Are you swiping right? Are you interested? Are they have they piqued your interest a little I bit? I am swiping left. One, she's crazy and she thinks she lives in the year eighteen thirteen. I am not about that <laughs> life. And also, two. She says she, people are easy to manipulate. And granted, she does specify in London, so maybe it's not a worldwide thing. Maybe she just really hates people from London. But I'm uh, I'm going to say uh, swipe left. Oh, well, unfortunately, you did not get a date with Simon Bassett, the Duke. Ah, that's, that was going to be my guess. I was thinking him, but he seemed kind. Sometimes people's words don't match their actions, Marcus. Let That's this true. lesson be learned to you. <laughs> or sometimes Nick's right. Nick had to write up a description, and he was. Trying no, that to is know how he talks. He talks show. like that. He talks <laughs> like that. 
He does. You know okay. he does. Yes. He's very pompous, and, but you can just tell right away it's there's more. Yeah. Quickest way to my heart is through my mother. She is a lovely woman whose ideals are quite present in my own manners. I am excited to live for her to live with us. Uh, this lady has uh, is way too attached to her mom, which is just bad. Just not. No, maybe it means that, that. They, this is a loving family and they, you know, they just think, you know, family's important. You know, you don't want to. So. Shout out to your moms. You don't want your mom to live with you once you find romance. I guess it is. I guess it isn't as weird. I guess if if a guy wrote that, that's that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. Mm. I guess women are allowed to be close to their moms, but it, I don't. I don't know. I I feel like I'm not that close with my. I I'm kind of close to my mom, but so it's just weird to me. I'm like, okay, I I understand if you put family you can, values. You like, could be I, close with your I mom, and I want family. her to come hang out. Yeah, that's true. I just don't want someone's gonna be like with their mom all the time. Then there's no room for me and my love. Oh, I so also, Marcus is a selfish lover that needs time and attention. One hundred percent. I also recently watched this thing where, like, uh, it was on YouTube, and it was about like moms and daughters who are way too close, and they shower together and they do everything together, and it was gross. And that's what it's coming to mind when you put that in your profile. So I'm swiping left. Gross. All right. Well, we got to swipe left. But who do we think this is? Who's very close with their mom? God, based on the first episode, I don't think anybody was that close with their mom. Let's see, Penelope Featherington. Do you get another guess? I'm going to guess one of the other Featherington sisters who don't seem to have any personality whatsoever. It's Nigel. Oh, Nigel! <laughs> God, what a you meet his mother in the second or third episode, and you you understand. I right hate away. that guy. This is how this man. Yeah, well, uh, look at that face. That's a, that's a face only a mother could love. I when he showed up, I was like, he looks like the son of the rat guy from <laughs> Harry Potter. Yes, that is what he looks like. Recent bathtub thought. I do not understand how so many people find themselves alone. I show up and receive everything I would like. Always. See, that I would have thought was the Duke, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe your grasp of the show is just not as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on my one episodes, probably not. Let's go with uh, Anthony Bridgerton. Ah, that is incorrect. Do you have another guess? Colin Bridgerton? It's the queen. Oh, the queen. It's the queen. Oh, my you're God. You swiping left or you swiping right on the queen? I'm swiping left on the queen. But you Spoiled. get to play with that dog. You get to, AF. You get to no. hang out. No, I grew up too poor. I can't be with someone who's like used to getting everything they want. You know what I mean? It doesn't translate over to me getting whatever I want because I'm with them. That's not, fair. Look at all these things we're finding out. Marcus, the next time you <laughs> never mind. I was gonna say the next time you go on a date with someone. <laughs> you're gonna say the next time you're single? <laughs> no. No, I not specifically Hopefully not single, because that wasn't in my head. I was thinking about a date. Oh, uh, okay. But then but then Got I realized, it, like, why would he go on a date? Ah! It's true. Whoops. I went to the end. <laughs> I knew I was gonna screw something up. Hold on. Uh my girlfriend is in the chat and she said, Nick, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was trying to say that this is like a testament and you can give this to people like this is what I feel about women. But I feel like the person that you would need to send that to knows this, <laughs> knows true. how you feel. You should not. Let me dig myself out of this hole. You should not court me. <laughs> that is all. That is the statement. Your time will be much better spent on other affairs. Oh, that's Penelope Featherington. Oh, my Most God. Yes. Wow. First hit. 
first hit of the game. I'm gonna, Ooh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swipe right because, well, swipe left. She's 17. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you I thought about changing. The- I thought about changing the the age just so you would have a chance, but I didn't want to lie to you. I didn't want to yeah, honey trap no, you. I'm swiping left. Um, Did I know they're 30? She's 34 years old. And Eloise is like 32 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the actress Nuts. for Penelope is crazy. Because when I was watching the show, I looked at all the girls and I was like, these are all infant babies. I know the show's about sex. I don't want to watch them have sex. That's gross to me. Please, no thank you. And then I was looking up all their ages to like make myself feel better. <laughs> Be like, yeah. okay. They're I all 30 or watching above. something offensive happening. But she's yeah. 34. She's like the oldest of them. If I were the queen... I would immediately get rid of this incessant need of marriage and allow women to be truly independent. That's Eloise Bridgerton. Oh my God, you're so my favorite <sighs> one. I'm swiping right. Oh, she's my favorite. Oh, we got to swipe right on Eloise. Advice to my younger self. Don't believe the words of a Lord. They will always have allegiances beyond what you may offer them. Don't believe the words of a Lord. Mm. Who's mm. Who, who's. Who doesn't trust lords? Who's been hurt? Who's been hurt pretty hardcore? And how can you help them oh, recover, that's, Marcus? That's uh, Sienna Rosso. Oh my god, Marcus. You are on a streak, sir. How, how are we feeling about Sienna? Now, she uh, has abandonment I, issues, but how do we feel? I feel like she is not over her ex. And I don't want to be a part of that, you know? Like, go out, do your growth, do your searching, have your fun, and then when you're ready, come back. Okay, so we're swiping left. Sorry, sorry, Sienna. Another man has dishonored you. (laughs) No, she doesn't have to know about it. Okay. In my friend group, I am the only friend, the only one. Friends are for those who will never be able to enjoy their own company. Less present, less risk of betrayal. Oh my god. Somebody's another person that has been hurt. I have no friends. Yeah, who's who no has no friends? Who has no friends? Let's see. Who has, Marcus, got... who has no friends? It's me. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Marina Thompson. Ugh. You are finally getting the heads yeah! of these, of these I got the characters. Hang of it. I got the hang of it. Now, this is a kind of a sad post. Are we swiping left or right? I. She seems super lonely. Um, are you into that? that could, or? <laughs> yeah, am I into that? I think that she needs to go out there and make some friends and stuff. And I feel like if you enter into a relationship with someone who's like that and super lonely, then they just become really clingy because you're their only friend. They, then they join your friend group and then they don't really have their own and, friends and their own yep. hobbies and stuff, you know? Controversial opinion. This is the last one, I guess. Family is everything. If you are not prepared to sacrifice certain kinds of fleeting whimsy for them, you are no gentleman. This is Anthony Bridgerton. Oh, my God. Nailed yes. it. You are in this guy's head. I am Ooh, baby. It. Now, are you swiping left or right on Mr. Anthony? <sighs> this this count. It's so dramatic of a, of a post. I, 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 I respect him for it. And I think I'm swiping right. I want to okay. see what he now, got. Okay, now Marcus. I've also seen him shirtless, so I'm swiping right. He's he's very attractive. Yes. I watched a YouTube video with him singing a Broadway song, and he's also very good singer. That's not fair. Marcus, you've only swiped right for two people. Anthony 
and Eloise. So you have swiped right to two people. I will allow you to make one change if you want it, but out of all these people, you need to make one choice for who you would like to enter a relationship with. Okay. I'm going now, it doesn't Eloise. be someone you swipe right with. Are you sure about that? I'm sure. Eloise. <sighs> Marcus, I was so close to picking Eloise as your choice, because uh-huh. obviously the next slide is me shooting my shot. Yeah. But I thought you would get hung up on the 17 thing. So I thought you would have picked Sienna. Uh, Marcus, I think it's yes. about time we got to the show. <laughs> oh, oh, an hour into technical difficulties and uh, pre-podcast well, bullshit. Well, now that we know where you're at, I feel like we could really get into your head about your experience yes. watching this show. Marcus, yes. start at the beginning. Oh, no. The beginning? Yes. So the pod, uh, One the, day the in the Bronx when I was just a wee little fetus. <laughs> so the show takes place in the year 1813. And it starts off showing you, what is the place called? Grosvenor Square, whatever the hell. Um, Marcus, I have no idea what the name of the place is. Unimportant information. <laughs> I posted it in the tweet, so follow us and you can tell us. <laughs> And and you just get you're first showing the the Featherington family as they're getting ready for, I don't know what the event is called necessarily, but it a is presentation. A, dis- it's, a presentation, it's presentation of yeah. your children that they're ready for marriage. It's it's like bringing the pigs to market essentially. It's the start of the it, start of the season. It's the start of the betroth- betrothal season. A hundred percent. Yes. So they are bringing their pigs to market and the, and the queen is judging all of them. So you see the Featherington family getting ready and they are not as rich, not as hot as the next family that they show, which are the. It's so funny because they're like not unattractive, but like the girls or the mom, like they're not unattractive people, but like they make them so gaudy, right? The the dresses and the feathers and the colors and. I know it's. I mean, I think they ugh. do a lot of great work with color palettes in the show. Oh, like yeah. I am so impressed so with the way that everything is co- so cohesive, and each area just feels so different. All the characters' costumes feel great too. Yeah, it's really nice, and, and like I feel like it pops in a way that a lot of these shows, a lot of period shows, don't. Like they usually don't. They usually flatness. have almost like this, like light blue gray film over the whole thing yeah. almost, right yeah, lots of grays almost, lots of light blues lots of yes. that same it almost color looks browns. like uh zach snyder like filter like oh yeah he puts a little on bit. all the fucking movies it looks a, a little, little bit. bit like that um, uh, guys but, if yeah. you want to go listen to our sucker punch episode go download that now that's awesome i straight up did not know we had a zach snyder <laughs> i'm gonna go check out that episode right now but like it's beautiful and, and you see like the ugly greens, the muted tones of the Featherington family. And then you go to the Bridgertons and everything is bright and white and, and pure. And uh, you see the families coming down the stairs. They're all getting ready for this presentation. And Daphne isn't there. And so Eloise yells up to Daphne and De- then you, you must make haste. And I, I have a problem with shows that tell me who I'm supposed to think is hot. And I, I understand, like, that's a part of it. But oh, I, when no. you, in a show, tell me that someone is hot, and they're like, this person's hot. You got to think they're hot. I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you. This person's better. And I try to immediately find someone else that I like more. So if that happened with Daphne. I saw Daphne. I was like, Ugh. she looks like a, a kid. I don't want to. No, don't want no, you're, you're, you're not. 
you're not wrong. If you go to her Instagram, she's a very attractive individual. But they do make her. I think I think this is one a plot of the show. They make her a little too infantile and a little too doll like. Yeah. Um, especially with these little like bang things and like the way they do her hair <laughs> and even the. I, I feel like even her very her the bodice of her dress always looks more unflattering than anyone else on the show who are the same age like Marina or even like the Featheringtons. They like give her a decorum to it that I, that I agree with you where she's we're supposed to think she's like the hottest and she's supposed to be like the number yeah. one best thing. But they, they don't do her any favors. I, I, I think she's OK at best, which is which is weird. I, I'm not trying to like judge her because i think she's very attractive if you go yeah but in the show i feel like just the costumes don't i don't know why it, it, they're not very flattering yeah maybe it's maybe it's a point that we're missing maybe maybe we're supposed to feel this way about her maybe yeah. you know but but i i it, it was lost on me i agree i i feel like i feel like when you watch pride and prejudice when you're looking at kira knightley i'm not distracted by the way she looks mm-hmm. you know when i'm watching yeah. emma i'm not distracted that anya taylor joy is not being done any favors in terms of how attractive she actually is. It's it's weird. I agree. But I was like Eloise though. Eloise she's got, is a, great. She's, got, she's got a unique look that I like. I feel like I like I like that. I think this is why Shonda Rhimes shows have this unique feel. I've made you watch one. I made you watch Grey's Anatomy, and I'm sure you, there were tones of this here that you also saw where uh, she has such a distinct way of presenting her dialogue and the showrunners of the show obviously are emulating that her unique style where people say things in a way that normal people wouldn't say them like a little too intense and a little too regular but it's that way so you get their character right away you know who Eloise is from that one line and it works Mm -hmm. it works really well yeah I feel like she's they're really good at portraying characters I, I get a feel for who everyone is and even though it isn't this way in real life, like people's characteristics do overlap and that's usually how you form sure. friendships and things. But it is interesting that I do feel like every single character in the first episode that I saw was unique. And I do want to con- like follow their stories throughout the series. Small thing. I'm very excited if we get I'm excited. I hope we get two kinds of five star reviews. I hope we get one review that's like great episode. But the accents and the character work were too much. And then I want another review that says, oh, come on, guys. You didn't keep it up for the whole time. I want <laughs> right on that line when nobody's happy. <laughs> That's where our podcast lives, right in the middle where no one is pleased. Uh, and then we meet Anthony Bridgerton and a tree. Yes. So then we cut to Anthony Bridgerton. And she's like, where's your brother? And then you cut to Anthony having sex in front of a tree with a guy just guarding the horse. Uh, and he's checking his pocket watch. He's like, fuck, I'm late. And then you go and back. Then goes faster. <laughs> he doesn't stop. He's like, "Fuck, I'm late. I better hurry up." Yes. He doesn't like. Yes. Oh, I gotta go. Uh, and then they go back and the, they make it to. Well, they, there's an exchange of glances between the the uh, lady Featherington and Lady Bridgerton, and they're just like, "I see you. My daughter's gonna win this shit." I, A which bit. is weird to say the least. But you can tell that there is tension. And then also there's um, do we listen to whistle? Uh, What's her name? Whistledown? 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 She's the narrator from the top, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we're listening to Lady Whistledown talk right now, too, about everything. Julie Andrews. Yeah, because I saw that she was in the cast list, but I was like, who the fuck is she? And then at the end of the episode, I was like, oh. Marcus, really quick, she's been uh, featured in two previous Now Try This episodes. Can you name them off the top of your head? Um, I'm going to say 
Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch and Die Hard. No, the okay. Princess Diaries episode. And oh, yeah. also the Aquaman episode. She was an Aquaman? She was the the you know the big aqua creature that lived in the bottom of yes! the ocean that he had a fight oh, at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julie Andrews. That was Julie Andrews. The monster. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. And then so we're at the Queen's Palace. I am full of trivia about ourselves. I like it. Someone has to remember something. This is true. So we're at the Queen's Palace and they walk through and one of the Featherington daughters falls on her face. And they're like, oh, well, not everyone can handle the pressure of being so beautiful. And then they cut to Daphne, who's walking down. And they're just like, look how beautiful and graceful she is. She walks up to the Queen and the Queen's like, fuck yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the hot ticket for this summer. I forget what she says. Something she's like the diamond in the rough or something like she's the diamond of the forest. I don't know. It's like a very specific phrase, but that's yeah. Like, the highest honor you can get. Yeah, she's like, she is beautiful. And I, I must consume her. And she, then she immediately becomes London's most eligible, eligible bachelorette. I said, and now you have the conceit it. of the whole show. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> well, are you thinking? What are you feeling? Where you got to introduce the Duke. I was into it. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I'm, sure. I'm watching it. I'm, I am other than the whole fact that like, I don't like tv shows telling me how hot someone is i want to decide that for myself and the internet can tell me how hot someone is but i don't want tv shows telling me how hot someone uh, is well it's interesting right because this show right off the bat is has a has really good pacing which i think is something very famously regency dramas don't have well i mean downton abbey i haven't made you watch it not because i didn't enjoy it but because it's so slow i don't even want to torment you to that like you would have to watch two seasons to be like oh now i get the show well this show <sighs> yeah, it's like, like the first 20 minutes is like yeah i get it i get these characters i get what's going yeah. on you know it's interesting that they brought modern day sensibility you know they talk about doing this in a lot of shows. they try to do this mm -hmm. in a lot of shows but it usually doesn't work right it usually yeah. you're mixing your mediums and something's off about it but I, I think they're honoring both, right? They're honoring yes. modern television and they're modering, moderning. <laughs> That's not the word. What am I trying to say? Honoring. You're just going <laughs> to let me say that? You're just going to let me say moderating when I was trying to say honoring? On the no, correct me. Correct me on the pod. If I, no, if I sound like an idiot, I, don't want to. I would much rather you get the reputation for having to be. I would much rather you get the reputation for being the smarter one that has to correct your co-host than me just no. getting the reputation that I'm the dumb one. I would get the reputation for being the rude one that has to correct my co-host when he's perfectly fine. Everyone knows well, I'm what gonna, you're saying. I'm going to fucking correct you so hard. Oh, no, please now, don't. Just to spite you. I, I, can, I have too much anxiety. That would make me spiral hard. <laughs> I have too much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you, you're right. We introduced to the Duke. Yes. So we are introduced to, what's her name? Lady or Countess? Um, Danbury. Lady Danbury. Danbury. Oh, God. She has a, a very specific look. She has drawn in eyebrows, which yeah. I am so used to seeing because I feel like it's a thing in, in Hispanic cultures. And I was in the Bronx and my grandma did it all the time. So whenever yeah. it was time to be fancy and we had to go to a graduation or whatever, she just like the pencil came out and she drew in those fucking eyebrows. And it's a popular thing all over the place, but very much in minority community, it's like a. <laughs> There's a style to it that is like, yeah. this is drawn in and might as well have been yeah. done in marker. 
Um, it's not supposed to has. look like an eyebrow anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that. So I saw her, and, and I was also like, the I love gelled her. bangs, the gelled bangs in the forehead. Yes. I was like, I love her. I love this look. This is, I want more of it. Uh-huh. And she's a great character, right? She's opinionated yeah. and strong and beautiful yeah. and regal. It's great. Uh, the Duke came on, and I was immediately like, Oh no, this guy is too hot. Like he doesn't. He's very fit attractive in the show. Because I don't find anyone else on the show really that attractive. So, sure. I don't know. It just didn't fit. I was like, who's... I was like, obviously, he's going to end up with Daphne. But she looks like a child, and he, this is a hot-ass man. So, I feel like... I don't know what I want from the show. But yeah. in my brain, those two things don't go together. Like, we I need love that you're feeling that. else who looks like a grown woman to be in love with him. And that could be his love interest. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's like, do your note. I just imagine your note saying, Duke too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it says. And then he goes in and he's like, oh, you've been away, obviously, now, but now you're here. And the mom, they or his aunt, is immediately trying to set him up with people. He's like, she's like, because hey. he's back because his father is ill and he's going to become the new Duke. Yes. She's like, hey, just letting you know, I told everybody and uh, they're all going to come knocking on your door soon. Just want to let you know that. Very much like a Hispanic, uh, Hispanic aunt. <laughs> Very much like auntie telling me like, oh, so I told everyone in the neighborhood that you're coming back to town from <laughs> and college. You're Veronica and Emily and Bridget are all going <laughs> to stop by later. No, just for a little cookie, just for a little food. No big deal. No pressure. But go change your shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the first of the two separate parties that are in this episode i guess i'll tell you right now there's a lot more fucking parties <laughs> i want to know what the ppe is of this show parties per episode at least one but i, I feel like, like there's one i feel like episode three or four have like five that's i i imagine i want to know where what the peak is because i feel like right. it could be five or six and i i don't think i would get tired of them but over under on how it's many noticeable. parties <laughs> so you get to the first party and you have the most eligible bachelor and most eligible bachelorette, both there. And they're listening not talking to, to one another yet. Listening to a wonderful stringed rendition of Thank You, Next. Yeah, the music was great in this show. That was the moment when I was like, I, I can't not love this. This is yeah. really great. I, I definitely, really great. I went down a rabbit hole recently of listening to medieval covers of modern songs. And Ooh. It's, it's exactly a what bunch is, of yeah. YouTube videos, and this was very yeah. similar to that, and I liked it. It, it scratched That's an what... itch that I need scratching. I haven't listened to what is it called? Postmodern jukebox for years, but it's something that I used to. That was like early YouTube, right? Watching yeah. those videos and watching the modern day songs sung and sung in the forties and the fifties and the older times. It was a lot of fun. String quartets, loved it. So this yes, we have great. I, I love that they do yeah. that. It's very adventurous yeah. and 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 also familiar. And it also hits it just the works. same beats, too, as like a CW show, but without being mm-hmm. as boring and annoying, I feel. Without the teenage angst. Yes. You know, it's weird because the situations aren't that dissimilar, right? Like from A to B, this could be an episode of Riverdale if you were yeah. just talking about. But it's the way they're they're not like uh, like Daphne at this party that you're about to talk about is the most eligible bachelorette, right? And. Her brother is basically intervening on her behalf for everybody's like, he's got a gambling debt. He smells weird. He can't yeah. shoot. 
And this is something that could happen in an episode of Gilmore Girls. It could happen in an episode of Riverdale. The brother, you know, messing up the dates for the girl. But in the CW show, she would she would be like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, it would just be it way just more be, dramatic yeah. and played up in a way that I, I just don't like. There's there's a certain level yeah. of, of class and also. Um, That's the word, yeah. Gossip girl vibes. That I feel like so mix really well, and I like the middle ground of those two things. I don't like yeah. Riverdale Gossip Girl kind of stuff, and I'm not into Pride and Prejudice, even though I kind of did like Pride and Prejudice itself. But that kind of period romance. But you're not so going and watching every version middle? of all those Ooh. movies, yeah, yeah, love it. That's where I live, yeah. baby. So at this party, we see that this is probably probably my favorite moment of the show, where we get to see Burbrook. Nigel Burbrook come and try to talk to Daphne because there's one moment when she insists she can go get a drink herself and leaves, leaves her brother behind. And of course, that one moment when she takes her independence, she is confronted by Nigel saying that he used, he's always had a crush on her ever since he was a young lad. And then she and was like, when I was, was five. Yes. An infant. It was gross. Immediately, and she literally hit you with Nigel yeah, being creepy. And immediately. They do such a good job. <laughs> they do a great job. And he's very gross. But at the yeah. same time, I was like, why do ugly people on these shows always have to be bad guys? Like, it's fine. Or creeps or weirdos or whatever. I feel like anytime you see one of these things and someone's like, kind of not conventionally attractive and a man, it's like, they're going to be evil and gross. And you're like, okay, I guess so. That's fine. I guess so. They make one of the feathering girls out to be like that. And then in the second or third episode, she meets a suitor and then he asks her, do you like cheese? She says, I love cheese. And they're like, they love each other. And it's very sweet. Oh, so, okay. So, so the non pedestal people do get a couple moments, but you are right. Okay, shows good, do this. Good, good, good. Uh, but um, then that leads to the meet cute, which is my favorite moment when Daphne runs into the Duke and he's like, Oh, all these women throwing themselves at me. And she's like, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I like, that he is kind of a confident asshole a little yeah. bit, you know, but he has a heart of gold. And I, I feel like that's the kind of guy you want for romance, you know, yeah. like, especially oh, one like this. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. He's kind of, you know, has he's kind of prickly as a person. Yeah, but not to me. I can break. He's so that. charismatic. He pulls it off so well. His name's super complicated, so I forget what it is. It's uh, it's Rene or Re I don't know. I think it's like Rene Jean Jean Page. Reggie? Rene Jean Page. I think it's like Rene. I think it's like Okay. It's R. I think the first one Jean The first one that Page. looks weird is pronounced normal and the the Jean is very overpronounced. Like Jean. So it's like Rene got Jean it. Page or something. Got it, got it, got it. He's very good at this. There's there's a whole bunch of like little like murmurs about people being like, um, 007. And I was like, Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I, I They say I'm everybody a... should be Tom Hardy. They should say everybody should be double seven. Tom Hardy. You know, I think everyone should get a chance at being 007. They should retire <laughs> this last guy. Uh, they, well, they, he said it was his last movie for the last three movies. So maybe this will be the one. <laughs> maybe this will be the one. Yeah, and then they meet and they talk. and They kind of don't like each other. But then I think next is the, the part where the moms meet up. Well, first, it's the all the suitors showing up at the houses, right? So all of oh, yeah. Daphne's suitors show up and her brother is continually rude. And then they stop showing up. And then there's a whole bunch of suitors that go to the Feathertons, but none of them are there for the Feathertons. They're there mm -hmm. for the cousin Marina because she's very attractive and they all think so. So 
Yes, yes. So that's a whole another subplot that we have in the show going on where Marina shows up and she is, I guess we find out later that she's pregnant, but she's <gasps> uh, beautiful and everyone loves her. That was another thing of her being like, like, look how gorgeous and stunning she is. And I was like, I mean, she looks like a regular person. Like, I really, she's very attractive. Maybe. I just in the show again, I feel like the the like plain clothing and, and like the the, the sure. makes you look slim and like a box, like a rectangle. Yeah. And I'm just not into that look. Yeah, she gets some better dresses later on when, you know, she's not because at the beginning here she's clearly like the poor cousin that's come to town, right? That's, yes, they're yeah, trying to yeah. make her look that way. She looks a little better later. They get her some better dresses. Okay. That's good. But yeah, you're introduced to her and her whole thing is that she's there. She's staying with them for a little while. And the, the Lady Farrington does not like her at all. But for some reason, Lord Because it's drawing is... attention away from her daughters. Yes. And Lord Farrington is persistent that she stays with them. And Wonder he keeps why. looking at her. And I don't know why. I Part of me, I immediately was like, oh, no. It's not sexy time. into her. It's not that. It's not that. But then Darren was like, that's not what this show is going for. Probably. And I said, OK. Yeah. No, she's she, she's right. There is something there that they don't actually ever like. I don't know. I have I have some theories. Okay. Well, cool. after you watch the season, we could talk about it. But uh, okay, interesting. You know. But it's not sexy time. That's good. Is it is it a good guy thing or is it a bad guy thing? Uh, Lord Featherington is as much of an asshole as he seems to be. Oh, okay, cool. That's fair. That's what I wanted to know, really, because he's quiet. Yeah. So he could be an asshole or he could be just like a good dude. And then Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton meet up at the opera and conspire for their chill. The well. Their wards to meet up and hang out at dinner to set up the Duke yes. and Daphne. That was a very cute moment. I, I like the two parents conspiring to be like, we're going to get our kids okay. together. It's going to work. I think something that Regency shows actually do better than most shows is not put the other characters, push them to the side, like the parents and the adults. Like there's, and it always, maybe it's a British TV thing, but it always feels like they're not. Like in Riverdale, you don't care when the parents are talking, right? Yeah. <laughs> like when the parents are talking, you're like, shut up. I don't... Yeah, you're like, get back to not... Archie. I... They yes. like try to give them storylines and it's always like off and it never feels yeah. right because they're because they're writing them the same way they write the kids. So it never feels right. Uh, but it shows like this, you know, they seem like they have their own agency and their own character and their own problems. And, you know, yeah, especially later on when Lady Bridgerton uh, talks to Anthony, the son, about him kind of being a dick to Daphne and the things and like stands up for herself in a very specific way because yeah. she doesn't have as much power as her son because he's the viscount now because mm -hmm. he's the man of the house you know that in those interesting exchanges there and this one with lady danbury very good yeah there's a sense of responsibility that i feel like the the older characters have and mm -hmm. i guess even the younger characters because daphne knows that she has to get married because in the society you know woman only has value if she's able to marry someone yeah. important yeah. enough status so I also like that that's a through line of the show, too, because I feel like a lot of shows, a lot of period pieces don't hit on that. Like, you know, like I like seeing that there's a sense of independence and that there's a sense of something is wrong in this world. And there's a little the bit mirror. of fantasy, too, where it's like yeah. they do get to get away with things. And it is modernized in that way where you kind of that stuff isn't on your mind. Yeah, the mirror isn't turned on itself in older dramas in, you know, maybe Downton Abbey a little bit, but not in Pride and Prejudice, not even really in Emma. Like, does she come to terms with the way she the way she is in that film? Sure. But only at the time. There's not yeah. there's never any there's never any impetus put on the show itself that there's something wrong with this time. 
But the show is definitely wants to say that they want Mm -hmm. to say something with having to do with the fact that Lady Whistledown is a character and, you know, empowers herself the way that Eloise is always talking about marriage, the way that, you know, Penelope talks about marriage that wants to wait on her presentation. She's not confident enough yet. The way that Daphne's talking about wanting a man, but you can tell that she's doing it in a way because she thinks she's supposed to, not because she's, you know, she actually wants it. Or, or she doesn't know yet, right? It's almost like she she doesn't. Well, she's she wants yeah. to fall in love, I guess. That's what it is. It's That's what it is. Kind of thing, she wants you know? to fall in love. She wants yeah. to fall in love, but the way this whole thing is set up, the way that the, the woman's value is determined, is it's you don't have that opportunity. There's a point in which after the suitors all come in, Anthony is like, "Hey, Nigel's a good dude according to my standards, so you should be with him because he has like all these things, and you don't really have any other suitors." Even though yeah. it is his own fault that she doesn't have suitors. You find out that she's obsessed with this love thing because her, her mom and dad looked like they were in love, you know, so she wants the same thing. But yeah. for her, I think her journey, and you can see it here in the first episode, is her not knowing that love and marriage are different, you know. Mm. And you can already see that, like, starting off. And that, that yeah. through line of the show is really nice. When Anthony is talking about Nigel, he's like, you will learn to love him. And that's not always true. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the last ball. Well, the last ball of the episode. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We, we do. We do see Anthony break up with Sienna because his mother called. Him oh, out. yes. Oh, also, and while we're speaking about mothers, shout out to my mother, who's in the chat. She said hey, her username is, hey, this is your mother. Also, she said, hi, this is your mother, Marcus. So shout out to my mom for watching uh... the Twitch stream. You can if my mom can do it. You can show up to this Twitch stream to listen on Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will never forget for an, an old video that we did years ago that your mother commented and told you to stop cursing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she so, did. It was so sincere. <laughs> shout, shout out to Marcus's mom. Hello. <laughs> okay. Yes. Next part. Is there anything the you would like episode. to say to her now with the, the veil of the Twitch stream? Nope. It's too much pressure. Gotta move on. Let's continue the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, i'm gonna assume that second high was for me hello <laughs> <laughs> there it is uh all right but uh anthony breaks up with sienna which was heartbreaking because you know earlier there he he spotted all the stuff about how he was going to protect her and even though even though it was obvious that anthony needed to go marry a woman of renown he told sienna all these like lovey-dovey things and she bought into it and then all in the span of just this episode, they break up because he yeah. realizes he has to be there for his family. I do think that he loves her or, and that he genuinely cares about her. I don't think that he was being manipulative. I do. Yeah. He knows his duties and he knows that he has to marry and he, he also sort of has that responsibility, which you never really see from the male side. Because I feel like in, in most of these things, especially when it comes to romance, you're seeing things from the female's perspective and you're like, okay, cool. The women, ha- the women have to go out. They have to find a suitor. They have to be desirable in a way that the men don't necessarily have to. So it is interesting to see that he also has something to sacrifice and something that he wants that he has to give up because of the way society is. Yeah, he's an interesting character. I didn't I didn't think he'd be somebody that I would be interested in his storyline when the show started. I thought he was like, oh, the asshole brother. He's going to be yeah. blah, blah, blah. Marriage is important. He was going to take on the father role of a lot of these shows where it's like, oh, you've got to get married because I said so. <laughs> Yeah. And then maybe at the end of the season to be like, oh, maybe love is real. <laughs> but that's not who this character is. You know, it's funny how this the show 
has all these characters that are very tropey. They fit the paradigms that they're supposed to in a show like this. But already, even now, halfway through this episode, you're almost done with this episode. You see that they're already divulging and adding more layers and you know mm-hmm. making them a little more complex. Yeah, it seems like a fun kind of show. I, I can only take so much of this kind of thing. I think shows like this tend to last too long and get too wild. Like Riverdale yeah. got crazy. And I, I'm sure yeah. well, it's Well, the good thing, this crazy. is only eight episodes. Yeah. So I like that. Also, I feel like British television tends to limit itself. There's usually only six episodes or so into a season. Yeah. Um, so I like that about this show. It doesn't feel like I'm going to get bored anytime soon. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's that fat. If this was a 24 episode season on TV, then we'd have to spend more time with Eloise having a random conversation with the mother. That's not actually important, but they need to fill up the 45 minutes of the episode, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. To pull it out. And then there would be extraneous storylines. But all the storylines feel important. They feel weighted. You know, Penelope doesn't feel like a side character. Eloise doesn't feel like a side character. They get what they get. It feels like they're giving them the attention that they need and then they're moving up. Yeah, there's a lot of filler that ends up in, in these kinds of shows that I don't think is here, which I'm yeah. excited about. Yeah, I think that's something that stays true. I, I think I think that there is a direction or two the show goes. And I was like, well, OK, weird. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, and, but, you know, can't talk about that because now we're at the last ball where, you know, uh, a couple little things, you know. You find out Anthony set up the marriage between him and Daphne. You find out that Penelope has a crew, a crush on Colin Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's another dance. And it's, you know, obvious that Daphne is not getting what she wants. And she leaves in a fury. And then you get the yeah. big moment of the episode where Nigel comes out and confronts Daphne about how they're how they are to be wed. Yes. So before that, though, Colin and what Penelope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Colin is interested in, uh, what's her face? Madison? Uh, Marina. Marina. Yeah, so Colin is interested in Marina, and he's been kind of trying to get his foot in the door with her. But in a nice, kind, like, to. civil, like, young yeah. young guy way. Yeah, yeah, he's not the one she's he's always got a talking crush. to, but he's always in the room with her. And also in the room is Penelope. So Always. Who has a crush on him, and they have this little love triangle thing going on, and she, this weird... So I I don't want to say I don't want to talk about other people's looks too much necessarily. You've done it like four times. You can uh, you yes, well just I lean in now. I'm leaning. Lean in. This woman shows up and he's like, hello, Colin. I'd love to dance with you. And her neck is weird and elongated in such a strange way. And she had an alien head that I just couldn't get over. Yeah, she gets a little more screen time and that doesn't go away. You you keep that feeling. <laughs> but, I, again, but again, I don't think the person's unattractive. It's just the way no. they doll her up. They like elongate her more like the, yes. the way the dress is. Yes, I definitely was sitting on the couch and went, oh, my God, no, please stop showing me her face. I don't want to see it anymore, which may have I, been too aggressive of a response. I, I just I just want to shout out Darren really quick because I. I missed this in the chat earlier, and she said I'm dead to her because I put you on a dating game. I didn't realize that. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, right. So no more, no more prizes hidden under the bed for you, Marcus. <laughs> and somebody also pointed out what are the, what are her bangs? The characters' bangs. Everybody's bangs are so weird in this show. Like I Daphne has these these little like anime things going on, and yeah, that girl I has don't these understand weird... the bangs I don't in the show. You know, I also feel like. I, I don't know. I feel like Marina, especially in this first episode. Also, it's Hilda, by the way. Shout out to Hilda. Shout out, out to Hilda. 
I think uh, the one person that honestly all these like faux pas for hair and stuff honestly is kind of funny. But the one that honestly was a little weird was Marina doesn't have good hair in this episode because I think they were trying to make her out to be poor and whatnot. But it also it also was a little triggering because it just seemed like, you know, they let the black person have their hair done by white white hair, like by a white person. Like it just had that look to (sighs) it that. that you see in the past like i know that's not what was happening yeah but i i don't think they needed to have her hair like that to show me that they were poor. i i kind of wish they just started with her having good hair but that's yeah. a me thing not a show thing <laughs> that's fair i i totally yeah. can see that um but i do understand that there has to be some level of progress in the show yeah which is something uh something that we haven't talked about at all which i i don't think it's not a topic i care too much about but it has come up in reviews and the fandom and everywhere else. So I do want to bring it up, I guess, is the wokeness, I guess, of the show, you know, mm-hmm. because the truth is in 18, whatever London, you know, black people weren't a part of the Regency. They just very yeah. much were not, you know, they were nowhere. What's, <laughs> they what's just weren't the, a part of it. What's the issue that they have that they're not addressing it or that this sets? Cause I feel like in my head, this is a fantasy. Yeah. You tell me, you know, yeah. like I, I feel like this is an alternate reality where these things were normal. And, maybe should have been the case at the time I, so i agree that was what i, I took away yeah. yeah i don't i don't think this takes place in our timeline yeah i think the woke social justice warrior in me was just like oh cool black people here too nice i, I think <laughs> sometimes it just is that easy for me because sometimes i'm just like yeah cool nice yeah and i don't put the thought in why and where and how you know but i think some people's problem with it is they think the show should address it more and they think that it's hand wavy so by putting black people in the regency by making a black person the queen and not addressing it head-on is a problem and then also some other people's problem was there weren't wasn't more because if there's some black people in the regency why aren't there more i understand Uh, that which are both i I, I think valid points those are valid points I, yeah, I feel ahead. like, sorry, uh, I, I think those are valid points, but I also feel like since they're bringing up the like being a woman during this time and how hard it is, I do think to do that and ignore also like the fact of how hard it was to be a minority at the time. It's like they're picking and choosing which issues they want to address and talk about, which I, I could understand feeling like you're not being not being included in the conversation. This is this is the way I feel about it. I think that's all correct. I think that's all right. And I think it's a valid criticism. It's a valid point, but to criticize a whole show on all of its merits, like in bad faith about yeah. this kind of stuff, it always puts a sour taste in my mouth. Because I don't think, I, I think art's job is to address these things. However, I don't think it's, I don't think, I don't think when you don't choose to make your thing about a thing, it makes you a malicious person. For example, like I don't think La La Land is being malicious that the lead of their movie is white and likes old jazz. I think the guy who made it is white and he had a story to tell from his perspective and it was white. And the story he wanted to tell was about something else. Now, I guess there is a point that why don't you include that? Well, if you include that, it changes everything. It changes everything about the movie. And sometimes art should be entertainment. It should be 
not provocative. I think something should be provocative and I think something should not be. Like when I watch Steven Universe, it is provocative about certain things and gender identity and love and mental illness. But it, it, it doesn't address race relations. Actually, it kind of does, doesn't it? Does, yeah. That's a bad example. Hundred well, percent. It doesn't. It doesn't talk about. It doesn't. You know. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, that's yeah, what I that show is about. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't think I, Chowder is a bad cartoon because it doesn't address race relations. You know? Sure. Actually, I've but never I, seen Chowder. It might address race relations. You don't. It know. might. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Chowder. I do think that there is a. There's a line. Not everything can be the the most woke thing ever. You know. Yeah. And it sometimes it doesn't have to be. Because then sometimes it's distracting, right? Sometimes it takes yeah. away from the whole. Sometimes I've watched things where I'm like, guys, I get it. You know, yeah. I, I, I get it. Women are treated badly. You know, uh, the my brown skin makes me looked down by people. I, I, I get it. Sometimes I just want people to see people sing and dance to thank you next. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, like you are a minority and you are having to live it. So having to consume media all the time about how people don't like you. I oh, could sure. understand that being tiring too. Yeah. I think Tizam's a great example or one of our great friends. He he doesn't watch, you know, movies about slavery. He just doesn't do it. He mm-hmm. he says anytime any a movie has come up and I'm like, "Oh, that's supposed to be a really good movie. Do you want to watch it?" His answer is always just no. He just doesn't want to, which I totally get. Yeah. But, you know, I I do so, think So so go ahead. To 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 just like I guess clarify a little bit. I I feel like it is like that content should definitely exist but yep. also god i forgot my point but it, there's a limit i think we should be able to criticize these things and say there sh- this should be here but not also then take the whole show down with that one yeah. single criticism i agree yeah i think that's the, that's the line right i think there's a point yeah. where you everything c- could be better but it doesn't mean it's bad or malicious. It's it's created in bad faith. They, I, I don't I don't believe that they created the show saying, hey, we're not going to bring up these things because we don't want to. I'm sure it was a very long conversation about, yeah. you know, what they want to do with the show. And one thing I think they wanted to do, you know, similar to something like Hamilton was to put minorities in a place on a very popular screen that they normally wouldn't be and that was the choice that they made and they do make a couple throwaway lines like there is a there is a version of the history of the show where you kind of assume the reason that they're in regency is because the queen who was black was the king fell in love with her and that was when everything changed when they Mm. got married Um, and that's why everything is the way it is now but that's it that's it's just like one little hand wave thing and like that's that's all you know and i think i mean this is the first season of the show i think there's a there's a chance where in the third season you know the duke is confronted by somebody that is comes from an old time and you can actually have that conversation you know but yeah that's uh but that's not the choice they were making i think that's okay I, i also feel like in my head for me to have to justify the whole thing and also think that it's like a fantasy world is kind of telling too because it shows that they aren't addressing things to the point where it is this is true it makes the show different and at some point they have to acknowledge like hey this is this his this is where the timeline became uh, took a tangent took a turn which brings us back to the show when nigel confronts daphne in the garden outside of this last ball yes so nigel's a creepy weirdo and he shows up again and he's like hey i'm gonna be even more of a creepy weirdo and he uh, tries to attack her 
he reaches towards her in a way that is aggressive is, and disturbing. He and that is he should intending not be... to do something that I don't want to say out loud. <laughs> yeah, uh, he should not be redeemed or allowed to be on the show anymore. After that, he got punched and he should be removed. I don't want to see him anymore. He is a bad person. Uh, that is but it. the great, you know, the great, <laughs> I think when this happened and then they cut to the Duke running through the garden and going to, I was like, oh, okay, seen this before. And then honestly, it hit all my bells when Daphne did the punch. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> Daphne ends up punching Duke Nigel goes. out and she doesn't need the Duke to come save her, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a small thing, but. It was a small thing, but it was very like effective. I liked it a lot. And he was like, oh, okay, I guess. uh, Also, the way the way the Duke came out, he was like, oh, yeah, everything's handled. (laughs) (laughs) But immediately they start talking and they both realize that uh, they can solve each other's problems. And how can they solve each other's problems? He's like, I am the most Chris Evans movie from the 90s. (laughs) I am the most eligible bachelor and you need people to think that you're desirable and wanted. So, and that you're being courted, and that you're not a trash person. So they decide to pretend that they are in love with one another. And obviously they're going to fall in love. Um, <laughs> obviously. And but you're okay leave. with it almost, right? You're okay with it because it just feels honest. It feels, uh, you know, it's, I'm okay I with feel it. like, well, let's see. <laughs> I've seen I, it a million I, times and I was okay with it. We've seen it a million times, but there's something that is like welcoming about a trope being tropey. They were like, ah, yes, this is comfort. Yeah. This is a blanket for me to totally. just like wrap myself in and enjoy the rest. She gets to smile and say like, ah, yeah. 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 You're like, oh, shit. I know what's going to happen. And I'm here for it. And it's yeah. fun. Totally. I think that there's there, there, like sometimes you can't be too tropey. And because it's, then you feel like we've seen the show a million times. But if you do. But the if you go too with, far. Yes. But if you do the trope with uh, interesting characters, uh, it could be well done. And there's a reason that it works, you know? Yeah. If you bring yeah, something if you new go to too, the table. If you go too far away from those tropes, then it doesn't look recognizable anymore. Then you would, you know, you there's yeah. there's a trick when you're writing something where you do want your audience to be able to guess what happens. Mm-hmm. If they can guess too easily, it seems dumb. But if they can't guess at all, there's this innate frustration that an audience feels that they can't even really put into words. But you... You want to be along for the ride, right? You don't want to yeah. be taken for a ride. You know, some movies want to do that, like like a movie like Lighthouse, where it wants to not let you be handheld, and it wants to throw you into a room of darkness and like shake it. You know, that's yeah. what that movie's trying to do. But most things want to gingerly hold your hand and say, "Hey, you recognize this thing? That feels nice, doesn't it?" And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, it does." And you're and they're like, yeah. "Great." Yeah, you know. I think you have when you're presented with uh, something that's super tropey, like rom-coms, you can either like embrace the trope and do it with your unique flair or you end up having to subvert it to make it interesting, which is also fun. Right. But that's not what this is. Like. Yeah. But even something that super subverts a trope like uh, Knives Out, you saw Knives Out. Yes. Yeah. Knives Out, the whole film is full of tropes. It's like every trope in a mystery mm-hmm. movie ever. But just at a couple key points, it twists things. And that's just that little bit of divergence is exactly what you enough you want to see. You know, you want to feel yeah. like you're along for the ride. And then it's like, oh, and you're like, oh, and then you're yeah, like back yeah. on the ride. And it's like, oh, you know, in, in order to subvert something, you have to have like uh, be able to pay homage and have enough knowledge and enough like experience yeah. with the world to then turn it on its head. Yeah. Uh, something that's cool is this is based off of a book. It's a series of books. And 
in the series, I think there's eight books, one for mm. every sibling's love story. Oh. Which is pretty cool if they do the show like that. Yeah. That's I don't I don't cool. know what this I don't know what the next season is gonna be, but like I could feel I feel like I could watch eight seasons of the show if if this one focuses on Daphne, and then the next one focuses on Eloise, and the next one focuses on Anthony, and then we get a Colin one, and then we get a blah 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 blah, you know? Yeah. But I'm Marcus, excited. that's that's the end of the show. Oh. That was this was a ride of a stream. <laughs> we had the most technical difficulties we've ever had. We've been the fanciest we've ever been on a stream. Uh-huh. So if you know? you're still here, uh, thank you for putting up with all of that bullshit. And if you're yeah, listening sorry, uh, on Monday when we release the episodes. I'll probably cut this out and you'll never know what happened. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Marcus, it's the end of the show. So did did you like Bridgerton? Oh, I did like it. Yeah, I did. look at that I had face. fun. It was a good look show. Look at that face. Are you, would you recommend this show to anybody? Yeah, I would recommend this show to anyone who likes rom-coms. If you like rom-coms, if you like period shows, like watch this. It's a good one. If you love Shonda Rhimes shows, Shonda if you Rhyme love CW shows, if you love, you know. If you just love hot people and you want to look at them all day, watch There's this a show. lot of sex in the show. Marcus, I, I assume your feelings about how much sex is in this show is probably fine. But I do want you to know they do double down. There is way, way, way more. This wasn't a, like, a, let's be edgy for the first episode and then get a lot of butt in yeah. there. And then it's like, then we get to yeah, like yeah. normal. So it's like, no, 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 no. They Game of Thrones it. They double, double down and then double down more and then double, double, double down. It's a lot more sex. It's yeah. going to get steamy. I'm excited. Yeah. But that won't matter if you don't answer this third question correctly. Are you going to uh-huh. keep watching the show? I am. I'm going to keep <gasps> watching the show. Oh. We did it, guys. That's uh, everyone keeping score at home. That means Nick got a point. Because <laughs> this is a competition. It's not a competition. Stop being so competitive. Uh, I got a giant mark uh, chalkboard thing on my wall that says all our points, and I'm winning. Nick, it's the time of the show where I give you my challenge. Marcus, lay it on me. I'm next ready. Week. Nick, next week. I don't know if my budget are... for costumes is ready, but I'm ready. Next, next, next week, we're staying across, on the same side of the pond. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Did I make you? Did I make you think did I you, like love British dramas? Because I'm like, you, I'm good. I just had to rewatch this show. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I watched the whole first season. I rewatched first episode. Nope. I'm like, I'm good. For, you know, no. Nope. Like, I don't want to wear this again next week. <laughs> <laughs> you might. You, there's definitely an, a uniform that you should be able to put on next week because oh, we're going to do a sports show. I Marcus, hope you haven't watched this already. Marcus, I don't like sports. You love sports. <laughs> I, know I like you. I Bills. like boys volleyball in the form of anime, and that's all. Guys, go check out our Hakio episode. <laughs> How many plugs has it been? Six? <laughs> 16. Um, next week, I want you to watch the 2020 show, Ted Lasso. Marcus, I've never heard of this in my life. The yeah, woo! And it follows Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso, who oh, is a college American football coach who ends up going oh. across the pond to coach soccer. Or The reason I never heard of the show is because it's on fucking Apple TV. It's on Apple TV, and it is... Uh, you're gonna you, have to you sign subscribe up for to Apple tribal? TV like a cuck? <laughs> I did not subscribe. I have my ways. I'm just kidding. Of course, no, of course, no. I'm just you're just joking, Marcus. Of course, you subscribe. You're a good yes. Boy. I subscribe to Apple TV. Uh, sponsor us, Apple. Same way that I will now. 
Weird. Okay. There's so many. It's it's funny that you're giving this to me because there's like 16 shows on Apple TV that are all getting awards. That seems super interesting. Yeah. That seems super funny. And I haven't been. I haven't watched a single one because I don't have a Mac. I don't have a iPad that I'm on all day. I don't have an iPhone. So I'm out of the Apple bubble. Yeah. So Apple TV is never like advertised to me. It's I forget about it. I guess here we go, though. We were just Ted looking at fun comedies to watch, and I managed to find this one, and I absolutely love it. Honestly, it's weird that you give this to me, because I feel, honestly, all I all I felt the last week is sad for Jason Sudeikis, who got, like, blindsided by his fiance. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We might we might talk about that? I don't know. Um, we probably won't. This will probably be the, the one time we do. Nick, you made the same exact tea joke that ted lasso makes in like the first episode so when you did i was like oh no did he watch it this week fuck <laughs> oh really yeah <laughs> uh yes mark as i am as funny as jesus sudeikis thank you for saying 100 so. you're as funny <laughs> as a team of writers that wrote uh his line what a sweet sweet thing to say you're a sweet sweet boy thank you all right marcus next week i guess we are doing ted lasso guys you can join us on the twitch stream twitch.tv slash now try this if you want to watch it live at 8 p.m eastern standard time on twitch you can also catch us on all your podcast devices later on, on Monday. But also, you can join the conversation on Patreon. Patreon.com slash now try this, where every fan that we have is giving us suggestions to try. And every month, we're going to do one of those tries. Don't mm-hmm. you want to influence what thing we love or hate next month? Check us out. I am so worried about February and... We'll see. Cabaret was a good one. I like talking about Cabaret. It was fun. It was kind of hard to watch the time that I watched it, but it was a good time, and I'm happy with that. So let's see. What I'm the glad you feel that way because time. I was worried when it won. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus ain't gonna be happy, but I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. just a testament of how strong our friendship and how open of a person you are. Wow. Everyone, get you one like Marcus. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for watching. That's the stream. Now go outside. No, go out there. I fucked up. Now go out there. Marcus, I'm say it I'll, give you, on, I'll give you another one. I'll take give you two. another one. I'll give you another. All right, and then you guys can follow us on everything. At now, try this cast. Is that a good? You <laughs> yeah, want that a cleaner one? Okay. No, no. Yeah, give me want, a third yeah. one. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> guys, that just about wraps up today's episode of Now Try This. You can follow us on everything at Now Try This Cast. Marcus, that was louder and sexier. Thank you. I appreciate it. Guys, that was a podcast. Thanks, Thank for you all your so much needs. for listening, for watching, for subscribing, for all of the things. Uh, now go out there and try some things. Good night. Bye, guys. Two friends get together so that they can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that they can try things. Nick and Marcus do the podcast so that they can try this. We can wait for your phone. Uh, technology is on the whim of ours. We are not on the whim of technology. <laughs> I can vamp until the cows come home. <laughs> do fancy people talk about cows? I do not I know what they do I fancy people talk about cows all the time. It's you know what's my favorite thing part. about this, Alfred, is Mr. Lord Bordegas? I'm, it's I'm these, a man of mystery. these nice ruffled sleeves that come out of the petticoat. They are very nice. <laughs> Uh, I want to know how much did that set you back? Because I feel like it's very. A gentleman nice. never discloses his finances in a public forum. That is uh, something that you learn out in the world, quality. such as just such, such as I.
this is my audition tape to Bridgerton season two. I hope <laughs> they see it and <laughs> and give me a call because I think uh, it's about time a Puerto Rican joined the Regency. You know what? I agree. Yeah, we all agree. 